0: Welcome to the uh, Texas Production Podcast, Episode Three. Episode we've got, Three. Uh, we've got TT here
1: in the flesh. Hello, hello. And we've
0: also got our special guest slash producer, mm-hmm. David. Hi. How are you guys doing today?
1: Good, good, good. Hello, David.
2: Hello. It's good to be here. Good. Yeah, nice finally to finally be on this.
1: You give you guys a quick picture here. We are hanging out in uh, Chair's apartment here in Fort Worth.
2: At my kitchen table.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're just happy to be here with David. And so, David, give us a quick little rundown. Like, like right now, who, who are you working for? What do you do?
0: What's your story, man? Yeah. Okay. What's your story? <laughs>
2: uh, so, right now, I work, uh, I'm work. i a front house engineer for Cameron Nelson. He's a Texas country artist. Um, I've been doing this since I was 16 years old. I kind of got talked into it by a couple friends I was working with, and uh sound guy didn't show up to a show, and I just kind of had to figure it out on the fly. And that's where everything just kind of started for me, and uh, it went on from there, just learning and learning and learning. Well, how to old are, are you people. now? Uh, I'm 26, so 26. 10 years. 10 years into yeah, this. Yeah, 10 years. I just turned 26, too, so. Right. Nice. Um, so 10 years of doing this, and it's just been learning from so many people. I mean, uh, I left that weird frat alternative rock scene, uh, just kind of just doing it for fun, uh, into working with metal bands and with more rock bands and stuff, uh, and then transitioning into country music. And I've been working in country music and for production companies for probably, uh, five or six years now. So nice. And and with uh, Cameron,
1: you guys tour nationally, right?
2: Um, kind of, uh, we do go out of state. Uh, we haven't recently. I mean, it's just, it's kind of been a lot slower. We're, transitioning uh, he's got a new album that just finally dropped uh, all three parts of it so uh tour it's starting to pick up a lot more it's been it's been a lot better uh, i'm looking forward to the new year it's going to be a big year with this new album out for him so definitely a lot more shows it'll it'll be a lot more fun that's exciting yeah, yeah. absolutely um, of course we play with you guys a lot so <laughs> it's a lot of fun that's how you guys know me oh it's always a blast um, yeah yeah i still remember the first time i met, actually i met y'all together the first time at that Graham that in Graham. two yeah. year yeah. like yeah a year ago a little over a year ago so, yeah.
1: yeah that was in what may
2: yeah may of 2017 yeah i was yeah. i was still working for a production company it was uh right before I left and went on the road with another band mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it was I met both of y'all, and somehow me and him became friends, and we just kept working <laughs> together and working together, and then we started hanging out, so yeah,
1: it's definitely like magnetic in this industry when you find other people that uh take it professionally that respect like themselves. And other people like it's very magnetic. Like those people attract each other, you know. Yeah. From my experience, you, you see that too. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: and and friendships is a huge thing in this industry. I mean, no matter if you're audio, video, lighting, whatever aspect of production that you are, I mean, friends are a big thing to have. And I mean, I've experienced that multiple times where friends come into play a lot. So mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, I just experienced that that this past weekend. So yeah, in what way? Um. Well, So we were on a show, and uh, I was—I mean, I'm a one-man crew. Uh, We were having problems go on, and thankfully, uh, a guy from one of the other bands uh, was there, and he was there to kind of help me out. I was like, "Hey, do you have this? Hey, can you go help me out out there while I'm on stage?" And it was just—it was great. Everything went smoothly. It was ended up being a really good show in a stressful situation in a stressful moment. So there you go. It was—it was really good. So you're—I always find that
0: some of the, the. best shows most memorable shows are the ones that are the hardest in the moment
2: oh definitely yes so the ones uh i think honestly to tell you the truth my shows that are the best shows are the throwing goes yeah where you're playing real early in the day of a festival you've got say 15 minutes to get on the stage 15 minutes to get off the stage you have 40 minutes to prove you to help your band prove that they're good yeah i mean i think those are some of my best shows definitely I'd agree with that. I do, opening for y'all, definitely. I've, those have been some of my best shows, just being like, well, I gotta try to, we've gotta make an impression, so I'm gonna make it loud. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: there you go. And so you do front of house for Cameron here. Yes, sir. What are the skill sets you have in the industry?
2: Um, uh, I've worked in video um, a lot for a production company. Um, worked for it for uh, TCU, uh, school here in Fort Worth. And, uh, I mean, I've, I went to school for video for a little while. Um, it's, I mean, I I haven't really done it in a few years, but I mean, it was it was definitely a passion growing up, and uh, it's just audio really took over my life. And
1: what was it about audio? And I'm a lighting guy, so you can be honest. Well <laughs> what um, is it about audio that had you <laughs> kind of drawn to that direction? Um, like where you started kind of felt well, more home to you.
2: I played music for a long time, and I always I was always told by family members and stuff that. Uh, I should be in the music industry and I can never grasp playing. I can never really keep a band together. Um, I had a bunch of cover bands and stuff and a few metal bands I sang with. And um, it's just audio. I found a niche and I found that I was good at it enough to make a living out of it. So I just took it and ran with it and, and it's where I've landed myself, and I'm happy. I I love where I'm at. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, there has to be a part of you that's kind of a uh, a a kind of a geek, kind of a tech geek part of it, because that's definitely a big part of what we do is in with the technology side of things. Would you say that?
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, I've been most of my career I've been on monitors, so really getting this true aspect with with Cameron and being out front with a lot of these bigger guys like like uh Chris who's with Doll and being out front with him and it's just and hanging out with Jared during y'all show and seeing what he does and it's 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 been it's been amazing getting to see all the different things I can do uh the different PAs I get to be on the different rooms and everything festival it's been it's been amazing and and I'm really stu- it's it's only been a year now that I've really been geeking out about stuff like that and it's before I was just like oh, I'm just going to I'm going to run sound, whatever. I'm on this board. Now it's just like, oh, I'm on this board. I can do this. I can do that. It's It's been a whole different process now in this past probably year and a half, two years. So
1: Yeah. I mean, for me in the industry, I think, Jerry, you can agree with this too. Like there's, there's many, many facets to it. But if you want to break it down super simply, you have like the organization, people aspect, leading a crew, the same kind of person that gets three hours of sleep, chugs a coffee and says, we got a 18 hour day in front of us. That juxtaposed with that sounds like this, South
2: by Southwest, <laughs>
1: right? That juxtaposed with this like nerd that understands four different consoles inside and out, knows the intricacies of like sidechain compression or some weird lighting macro to like make that work. Just like it's interesting to see both sides of like that spectrum kind of come into play and be necessary in what we're doing, yeah. you know.
2: And I think that's a big thing with me too, with gear wise, and uh, and I've talked to Jared about this many a times. Is uh, I always say like with Cameron, I was like, oh, I wish I had a front of house console. But at the same time, I don't because I go into venue after venue night after night and I'm on a different board, different PA and it's like, okay, well this is a real good way to well, keep your it chops It challenges up. you. Yeah, it challenges you. You keep your chops up. You keep your head. It's like, it, it, you don't fall into a rhythm you're you're challenged every night and and I think that's a huge aspect that every engineer n- needs to go through in their life
0: I agree with that yeah for yeah. sure we get lazy sometimes being on our same consoles same everything which it's it's autopilot sometimes and yeah. we miss that aspect of of a challenge like i look forward to the shows where there's something going wrong
2: yeah like you were saying earlier when some of the best shows or shows that are most stressful or right. challenges you and there's something going on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. It's definitely fun. Or you have a
1: fly date and you come into, you know, for me, a lighting console, it's like, wow, where did you guys buy this? I've never even heard of this, <laughs> you know, second, third hand lighting console, but it, then it comes down to just your, you're like, Oh, not to be too abstract, but your philosophy on it. It's like, it comes down to strictly creativity at that point. You know what I mean? You're yeah. giving these tools that might look different, might feel different in your hands, but at the end, the audience is still going to see, for me at least, colors, position, movement, as far as lighting is concerned, you know? Yeah. And same for you with audio. Like, you might not be on the same Midas every night. You might no. not be on the same Yamaha every night, whatever, yeah. whatever console it is, but it still is the same principles.
2: And it's and it's amazing because it, it really, it, it makes you, I guess you're more alert every show when you're doing that and, um, to me, one thing I've noticed, I mean, and I've been with bands that have the same console every night and I'm on the same thing every night and I've had it where I've autopiloted and just been lazy and stuff like that before. But the one thing that's really shown me uh, doing this every night where you're on something different is you start hearing things and worrying about things and people are like, what are you talking about? It sounds great. And at the same time, you're like, man, it's almost like every show you into yourself. You're like, man, it sounds terrible. But every show, everybody's going, man, that was better than the last one. And to me, I think that's one of the biggest things for me. So, I mean, even Chris with y'all, last time I worked with y'all, uh, when we were doing Sugarland, he came up to me and he goes, man, every time I see you, you get better. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it was great. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think whenever we hit a point where we have our perfect show, we should retire.
2: I'll never have a perfect show in my well, life. Well that, that's so. the mm. that's the point is <laughs> So I'm going to do this till I die. Ex, well exactly. <laughs> We're never
0: going to have that perfect show. We're no. always going to find something if you can't find something that you can better about your skill set give up. I mean yeah. in, a, in in a certain sense. Give up. Like if if you don't think that you can better yourself what what are you doing? I think that's settling what that is.
1: It's like it's being right. complacent saying, "You know what? I'm okay with this." Cuz at a certain point I think everything becomes mediocrity because you're always, always improving. Always. And
2: I've I've ran into too many guys that, uh, there's a few that, uh, I mean, y'all maybe know, uh, I'm not naming names and nobody will figure out who it is after what I'm saying, but too many guys that like, this is their first gig with a band or something and their band gets big and they think they're hot shit and they don't want to learn from anybody. But then there's other guys like, that are green and that don't know what they're doing. And they come up to you and during your show, they're watching every little thing you do and asking you. And one thing that, that if, if you're starting out as an engineer and, and I'm guessing it's the same way for lighting. Um, if you're starting out as an engineer and you go out and you're watching another, another guy mix or whatever, ask him a question, ask him, how'd you do that? A hundred percent. They're going to tell you, Oh man, watch this, see this. And, it gives them a chance to nerd out about what they have. It's, it's exactly what it is. And there's too many guys out there that are just like, oh, I don't need your help.
0: Okay. And there's too many guys out there too that if you were to ask, would be like, I'm not going to tell you my secrets. Yeah, there I is like those guys it. too. Yes. But what what good are you doing? Mm-hmm. Doing yeah. that? Like you help everybody out. Like what is it the the saying that a uh, rising tide raises all boats? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. help everybody else out. And I've found that, like, when you can explain what you're doing to somebody else, you refine your thinking and you you think about what you're doing a little bit more. It makes so, everything better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I if mean, you're able to explain what you're doing, a little trick that you've learned, as you're explaining it, ex- explaining it to them, sometimes you realize, oh, it could be better this way. Or maybe if I tweaked it this way, it, I, I think that everybody in this industry should be able to teach somebody else. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you're going to better yourself and, and refine your thinking on it, too.
2: Yeah, that's definitely one thing that I do every show. Every show that I do, um, my goal is I want to learn something new. I want to learn something, and how can I improve on that? And it's it, And that's another big thing that's been with these shows. I mean, with Cameron, we go from huge show to small show to huge show to small show, and it's just back and forth, and it's awesome because, I mean, the crowds are great, and it's it's always a lot of fun. And uh, th- every show, it's literally, what did I learn and what can I take away from this show? What can I do to better myself for the next show? And it's like what Jared said, you're never, once you have your perfect show, give up. Tar- like, <laughs> I always say, like, I've told people, like, I mean, it started off this year, I always said my best show was at Whitewater Amphitheater this year. And then, no, it wasn't. It was with you guys in Sugarland. And then it, it's, no, it just, it keeps every, it's, it's better and better. Yeah. I, well, it
0: should be, my best show is this, but. Yeah. And then you're looking at the next one.
2: Your, your best show should always be your last one. Yeah. And then the next one, it's, it's what do you learn and what can you do differently? Every show is how I see it. Yeah.
1: And going back to what you said about, um, like, approaching, if you're new in the industry and you're approaching... front of house engineer and the house LD and you're amazed at what they're doing. You're curious at all. Like just ask them what's going on. Like what you said at the beginning of the podcast too, it comes down to like the friendships here, like how that's a magnetic. That's what it comes down to. Like it takes a community and it is a community. And the more you travel, the more you realize how small this community actually is you know and like reputations travel absolutely but beyond that like you can learn something from somebody over in massachusetts and then that next week learn something from somebody over in la you yeah. know and it's just like how it is and the, the idea that like there's this intimidation factor this weird thing with like people that are green or people that are old in the industry and like you said not wanting to share their secrets i think modesty and just like humility come into play in a really big way in this industry that people perhaps aren't Comfortable with, you know, and just saying it, just like, you know what? Yes, I was with this band that was like small and started out when I was green. And now they sign with the big label. We're doing this like big, huge tour nationally, you know, 40 states. We're doing great for ourselves. And they're telling themselves that they have it made, they got it going on. And I think that can be very, very dangerous for not only them, but for the industry too, because like, yeah. there's so much more to learn. And I've always, always been blown away at people in positions uh, that I can only dream of. I mean, international rock bands selling out arena after stadium after arena, and you talk to them afterwards, and they're so modest about their show. They're like, yeah, man, I hope next show is better. That, to me, is like, that's icing on the cake. You know what I mean?
2: I've kind of modeled how I do things in this profession after uh, uh, it's a guy who runs, he's front of house for Joe Walsh. His name's Kevin. And uh, how he approaches when, when you meet him the first thing he does is go, Hey man, come here as he's running a sound check or as he's running a show. And he was like, man, watch this. Or it's awesome. Like if there's somebody new, I love it. I love if you're coming up to me going, Oh man, how'd you do that? hundred percent. I'm going to flat out go watch. This is what I did here. How'd you get that vocal that way? I did this. I compressed it this way. EQ'd it this way, whatever it's, it's, it's amazing. I love I love doing that.
1: If you're hungry, you're hungry yeah. and ask questions, you know. Yeah.
2: I love when people ask me about my job, how I do it. I love that. And this
1: insecurity factor of some people not wanting to share their secrets, I don't buy into that.
2: No, I don't buy into I, that. At all. I could
1: get my brother who's a very intelligent great guy, but who knows zero about production. I give him my entire show file on Grand May. All my macros and say, Evan, all you have to do is push this button, and that button, this button. It'll, it's all automated for you, and you still won't be able to figure it out. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. It's like, yeah. it's just kind of just, it's this weird insecurity thing I've seen with some people that they struggle to just like. Oh, if I tell them tell them my secrets, then I'm out of a job. It's like no, like have confidence and security with yourself, knowing. There's many, many facets to this job, and if you tell this one person this thing, like Jared said, it makes your process better. Yeah. It refines your own process and yeah. improves you.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: my, my my friend Grant posted something about how we kind of when when people look at something that you've done and say, "Oh, I could have done that." It you know at first first glance you kind of think, "Well, that's kind of a, a slight at me," but you look at it deeper, and it's like, "Well." Okay, you could have done that, but you didn't. I did that, and what can you take away from that? Like, yeah, it's something simple, but you kind of came up with that. You, it it may be a simple idea, but it's your process to get there. It's your process to get there, and what it may be something that's kind of obvious, but the fact that you did it, like that's, I don't know, that's something to be kind of proud of. Yet at the same time, be humble about and be like, yeah, you could have done this. All you had to do was this and this and this. It's not some some magic formula that I've got that I've got to keep from you, right? No.
2: And and it's and it and when you're explaining stuff, say, and and this is one thing that I've had before. Um, I've had I've had other texts come up to me and going, "Man, this was off." And I've come up to them and like, "Hey, uh, next time, like maybe try this or this." And it's just and they're like, "Oh." Uh, I get all. No, no, I do it this yeah, way. Yeah, this, this, this is way. my method. Who are you to tell me how to do I'm like, I'm just trying to help you, man. Yeah. Like, I don't mean anything bad about that. And what
1: could they learn despite their possible years or shows on you from you? Yeah. Who's to say that you don't have some method that's going to challenge their method and make them think, huh, yeah. he's onto something?
2: I'm just giving you an idea to try. That's all right. I'm trying to do.
1: Right. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I love this industry so much is that, like, there's. There's not one right way no. to do things, and that's true for many other facets of different jobs and everything else, different industries. But like this is so unrefined. There are some schools you can go through, no, no go to, no doubt to like learn these skill sets. But like as far as how you go about them and how you approach them, it's kind of like the wild west. Well, it's, you know yeah, what I mean?
0: Still a little bit of the wild west mentality. Where it's I just love like, that. Yeah. I've done this. I can. You you feel free to try do different things out. There's no, it's not like a set formula that you have to do things certain ways.
2: Yeah, but also the other thing well, I'm gonna agree with you. If you don't try new things, you get lazy.
0: Yep, absolutely. So
2: you it's almost like you need to take a step back and go, I want to try something different. Yeah, and it, and that's another way. It, it, say you're with a huge band, you're on the same console every night, same PA every night, whatever. Take hey, it, try something different. Take well, a it's step easy, back, it's yeah. easy to get lazy with that kind of exactly.
0: thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you have a PA tech that sets your P up every every night the same exact way, you can just walk in and uh, I'm just gonna mix the show and then walk uh, out.
2: And I've known too many guys that have done that. Yeah. And it just the shows got worse. Yeah. And it's like you challenge yourself. Let's do something. Yeah. I think that's been the theme right now, is challenges. I think
1: any good tech <laughs> and whatever it's lighting, it's video, it's audio. Any tech that is good should be able to be placed in a situation that is not ideal, completely upside down, wrong console, wrong fixtures, wrong PA, wrong acoustics, wrong everything, but still make the show work. That, yeah. to me, is a good tech. Oh, yeah. You can give you can give a tech a, a budget of $200,000 and say, make a good show, they're going to make a good show. I've been yeah. in those
2: situations but, too many times where I've yep. gone on site and nothing was right, but we made it work.
0: And it's that's what to be thankful it's for. It's been I a know.
2: great show, yeah.
0: absolutely. And I think about times that you and me, Anthony, with Aaron Watson, like doing stuff that, you know, modifying our light setup or whatever because of oh, yeah. space limitations or time limitations or whatever. When we do that, we start thinking differently. Mm-hmm. It's not just a how do we make this work, but it's just like oh, we can make this work. Oh, by the way, while we're making this work, this actually this idea. I never would have thought of before makes a lot of sense some of my favorite shows are the ones that
1: like definitely impose limitations on our standard yes you know yeah, the ones where we flip the riser cart upside down to give us right. a four and a half five foot tall platform to then place fixtures on you know what I mean that kind yeah. of stuff is I love that
2: I've seen y'all do some great stuff and um our most recent show with y'all I mean with and, and I'm sorry I'm gonna toot your horn now Anthony <laughs> oh jeez um, not having your full light rig, and it, it, he, he, still, like I've told you before. And my, and the one thing about being on here that I love is I get to learn about lighting from you, which I don't know anything about. And, um, uh, I mean, I get Jared's the biggest like knowledge and gear guy that I know, and I love it, <laughs> and I get to learn a lot from him. So, um, but he, he you really, you would not even have in your full light package your lighting it just compliments the show it, it's great and i loved it and it made your show awesome <laughs> thank <So>. you man
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it's always a fun challenge and i love being in rooms where it's not ideal those to me are the most fun when it's a room to where i have a soccer drop plenty of power everything's set up it's like this would be a great show but the ones that really just like make it difficult it's a challenge I, and like you said we all yeah. said it, that challenge is great um these are all like great things yeah. we're talking about do y'all want to move on to the next little little bit Absolutely. yeah let's do it yeah uh, i i know that we were all kind of talking before this about safety and how like a lot of what we do and it's from the outside looking in is very very fun we're putting on these great shows we are building the party for people on a thursday friday saturday sunday yeah, sometimes night very you true know? very very true but like that does not come with a huge huge accountability piece and realizing that the safety
0: issue is something we are always aware of. It's very topical in light of things that have happened recently, which most people listening are going to know about, the Tracy Bird incident with a lighting truss falling on the band. Um, That and several others. Josh Ward had a show that he had to cancel due to safety concerns. and It's a very real thing that we've got to deal with, and we have dealt with, and I think we all have here.
2: Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, working with a production company, uh, there's a lot of times uh, you're on site and you show up, uh, you don't have the the hands that you're used to, you're, you're, you're out of your city, and uh, you show up on site, and first question, uh, who's my rigger? Who's setting my points? If there's somebody, just some old Joe out there just going, well, I guess I'll be the rigger. No, I'm not going to trust you. I'd rather go do it myself. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I trust. Myself. Or if it's already
0: done, you're looking at every point they've yeah. done, and you're.
2: Oh, I've done that a million times. Uh, Ardmore Heritage Hall. The first time I ever walked in there, I know they've been set for forever in there. Yeah. First time I did, I went up on that, that ladder, and I was just like, "All right, I'm good with it."
1: Or checking the stage. and didn't there? Are there, in fact, cross braces between each vertical <laughs> piece <laughs> here on the stage? Problem before? Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah. and it's interesting because as crew is concerned, like the. Safety falls on us to where, if, like, if I saw the band in danger as far as staging or rigging, I would feel probably responsible. Yeah. Because and they, we should. They,
0: they don't know. That's not, it's not they their shouldn't job to know. know. That's why they exactly. hire us to do exactly. our job. Yeah. yeah. Is they don't want to have to worry about it. is this stage safe? Is this yeah. roof safe? Is, is exactly. the rigging safe?
1: Our, yeah. our job is to make their, their night consistent night after night so they can come in with their same setup, feeling safe, and do a rocking show.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, I was telling Jared this story. um, I did a show in Odessa uh, a couple years ago, a few years ago or so. And, uh, I mean, I literally stepped on the stage. There was no cross-bracing, nothing. The only thing when you got on that stage and you'd wiggle back and forth, the only thing keeping that stage from falling over was the stairs attached to it and that were on the ground. That was it. And it was like we this show is not happening.
1: Wow! Yeah.
2: And they they ended up coming out and reinforcing the stage, and it was all fine by the end of the night. But when I showed up on site and that happened, it was just like no, that's not happening.
1: And the question always comes down to if you had not said anything, yeah,
2: who would say
0: something exactly? And, that was, and I've had the same same deal in in South Texas. We had, I was on a stage that same thing, no cross bracing the stage, the roof. I just I showed you pictures of it earlier. Yeah, it, it was it was.
2: Very sketchy. Well, it wasn't even the cross-bracing. That was the it truss. Was, it was everything. It was it's, the whole it, rooftop. It's the only time it.
0: I've ever been with a production company, and I, and there's not one thing I can point to that they did it even just acceptably. It was all just like, I can't believe you did this. Yeah. And it was and and it was the first time I've ever had to do that, where I just was like, I, I, I can't, I don't feel comfortable with this. And it was the first time that me kind of putting my foot down and then realizing the management with Aaron Watson was behind me on that, yeah, and I was able to say, I don't feel comfortable with this. I don't feel comfortable putting this band on this stage, and that's the first time I've ever had to do that. And it was it was pretty extreme, but being the first time I had ever had to do that, now I know that management and everybody's is is behind me on that. If there, if there's a safety issue, I can voice my concerns and not feel like, oh, somebody's gonna pressure me into doing the show just because. You know,
2: yeah. I mean, with me, how uh, I see it as my job. I mean, uh, I I count myself as one man crew. I mean, we have our tour manager, who's also my older brother, um, who has a lot of lot of knowledge and audio. But uh, there's a lot of shows where he's caught up at the merch booth and he can't get away from it, and it's I'm 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 on my own, and uh, things like that, like with safety or when something goes wrong during a show or anything, I always think of myself as. I've got to make that call because if I don't and they hit this stage and something happens, I'm the one getting blamed. Yep, right. So I, I've I've always seen that as a... As, that's just part of my job. I have to make that call, so... And it's
0: not always the popular decision either. Nope. No. Sometimes it's just like, hey,
2: I just it's, don't... Guys, we have to do this. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: but. absolutely.
1: And it's a lot that falls on our shoulders too because like you said, Jared, like the entire... like All of management was behind you. Like you were the spearhead. In that moment, it was... Jared
0: making the call. And with, I wasn't sure yeah. about it at first, but once I realized they were kind of on my page, yeah. that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the one kind of saying, no, no, this isn't going to work. And it didn't matter what they said of, oh, well, so-and-so is played on this stage. I don't care. Right, yeah. It works until it doesn't. And I'm not going to be the one <laughs> mm-hmm. that signed off on it when my band... Was on the stage when it didn't work. I mean,
1: it, it, this is beyond a show not working. This is like people getting hurt, yeah, getting hospitalized. But that's stuff an, falling. That's yeah. another
2: thing that he said, and uh, I mentioned to this him. I mentioned this to him earlier. Um, it always comes back to well, somebody this person played on here, and it always goes back to that. Why? I don't. I don't understand how that's an argument. I, <laughs> that's not an argument. And, and I'm everybody sorry. listening out there that's
0: that's working for a band or whatever, that is not an argument. Oh, it's
2: not a valid
0: argument. That's
2: when you look at them and just go, I don't care.
0: I'm not. It doesn't sorry. matter. <laughs> be the one that stands up and says, No, I don't care who played on the stage last week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And those types of standards that like you're enforcing, we're all enforcing
1: here, like I think that raises the standard across the industry too. And it, should. Because, and it absolutely should
0: because I want to be part of that wave that raises the yep. standard.
2: Oh yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is is when they do that stuff. I mean <laughs> I always make fun of this and make jokes out of it. And all Billy Bob Thornton's brother came on here and played on that stage. (laughs) It's just, you always hear that's especially here in Texas. It's one thing you hear con. It's always somebody this and somebody's
1: cousin got on that stage and played. Well, well, stupid me. Well, then let's (laughs) do it, man. Yeah, Yeah.
2: let me get on this stage real quick and kill my band. And I'm
0: members of other groups on Facebook, like, you know, Dodgy Technicians and this and that and all these other stuff. And they always, it's not just limited to texas or whatever it's 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 everywhere oh yeah it's everywhere we've got to be aware of this and we've got to have the backbone and the just the balls to say no and
1: respect for yourself and your crew and your band exactly yeah
2: that's the point in this job where um i like to say uh you've you've got to be the asshole You've got sometimes when you've got to you, when you gotta be the asshole you've got to be the asshole you've got to make the decision and uh because it's not the bands like when they hire when when a band hires somebody, it's not their job to make that call it's your job you make that call, and if the band doesn't agree with you, then go well okay try to try to argue with them and tell them but it it, it should be your it should be you that has to go make that call and be that guy. It should not have to be the band
0: no agreed. Agreed.
2: That's, that's why I'm glad your management's behind you and you can make that call. <laughs> well, and it's, But it's, that's not the case every time.
0: Sometimes management isn't behind. And it, that's all I want to say to everybody out there that's, that's in the position to make this call is don't compromise no. just because you're afraid of what somebody might say. Don't compromise. You don't want to be the one that signs off on, that's fine, we'll play on this stage, and then something happens. You exactly. don't want to be that person.
2: Not at all. You definitely don't want to.
1: Because reputations agree. carry, like, wildfire in this industry. Internationally. Yeah. Very, very easily. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's
0: it's scary how quickly Well, I I want to be the production manager that has a reputation to where if a production manager or or a, a production company sees that Aaron Watson's coming to town, oh, I know that production manager. I got to bring my A game.
1: He's not yeah. going to stand for us so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. I, that's... Yep.
0: I I don't care if if someone were like, oh man, this guy's man, he's rough to deal with. Okay, I'm rough to deal with because I have high standards.
2: What's wrong with that? But guess what? When you have high standards and people know that, your shows usually go pretty good. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So that that I don't mind having yeah. that reputation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it kind of like kills a whole idea of um I don't know the kind of the niceties of everything. It's like, oh well, maybe maybe this company didn't mean this, or maybe I don't know this production manager on site didn't mean this or that. That has to go out the window at a certain point when it comes to
0: safety. There's plenty of, especially in the Texas scene. There's a lot of, a lot of production companies, backline companies, lighting companies, whatever it is. It's just like, oh, we know these guys. It'll be fine. Like maybe it will be, maybe it will be, but. Yeah, I think we gotta raise our standards. It only takes one. Why why do we why does this have to be good enough for Texas country or Texas production? Why can't this be good enough for nat- like why why can't we be on the standard of this will work anywhere in the US? This will work with any band in the US. This will work with everybody on a national level. Why can't we raise our standards to
2: that? See, and that's another thing going back to when I was talking about being on a different console every night, you challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're a production company, don't get comfortable with one band coming in and thinking, "Oh, it'll be okay." Yeah, exactly. No, check your shit. Make sure it's okay. Make sure everything's right. Yeah, like that's that's how. It, I mean, I worked for a production company. I know how that goes. If, if, if say we had Aaron, Roth, say we had you guys, Aaron Watson, like ten times in a year, it wasn't like, "Oh, well, we already know who we got." No, it was okay. Do we have this? Do we have that? We need we need to be on our shit.
0: So I, I agree. I I've always told uh, you, Anthony and Chris and everybody on our production team, just like I treat every show like it's like it's Stagecoach or like it's Houston Rodeo. I treat, treat every show like that. And if we treat every show like it's just the most important thing, then when that most important show comes along, it's like okay, this is this you're is ready. yesterday. Yeah, this is last
1: week. And the idea of like um, always practicing the big shows, I'm a big, big fan of too. And and uh, and Jared has this fantastic saying. It's like a a saying, an adage maybe, uh, of just that. um, And I'm not sure where you got it from, but the idea of like aerodynamics, right? Oh yeah, that's your thing. That like when you're going 25 miles an hour, the air aerodynamics don't 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 don't, matter. They don't matter because if you have a a, a something here that's causing some wind resistance, something here doesn't matter. But when you're going 150 miles an hour absolutely it matters. And the idea of, like, when you're going 25 miles an hour, go ahead and fix those those flaws, fix those issues. So when you end up going faster and faster and faster and you're going 150, all that stuff's already taken care of and you're primed for it. You're ready for it. I like it's the same kind of idea to treat every show yeah. as if it were headlining stagecoach. Absolutely. You know? As if it were headlining some 55,000-person well, arena sold see, out. See,
2: and that's what I was saying earlier. And uh, Even our headlining shows with Cameron um i love like I, I love treating it and coming into like so this past weekend uh it had been i mean it'd been a few weeks since we'd been together and done a show and uh man I, I i love treating it as it's a throw and go get on the stage sound check as fast as possible but make sure everything's right get off the stage as fast as possible and I love doing that. And now this, this weekend was kind of slower. I was trying to get back into rhythm again. I'd worked with a few other bands. So it just kind of threw me off. But I, I love that idea of, and that's what I always say, the throw-and-go shows are my favorite because they're the ones that challenge me the most. I have to, I'm, as a one-man crew, I have to get everything on the stage, get it ready, and sound check all in time to play a show. And my goal is, and I, and I meet it, and luckily I meet my goal but I always want to beat my goal, not just meet it. Um, I always want to be done with ten minutes to spare before we play, at minimum. That's and a I good get goal. A, yeah. And I get to do it a lot. Um, but I mean, there are those shows where it's done, and it's like, hey, we got to go. Let's play. Start the show. And I mean, there are those times that happen, and you just you just got to get over from it and learn from it. And I just, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think one interesting piece of this that like comes into play is that through all these shows, whether it's like a safety concern. Or like a quality of equipment concern is like the customer service piece oh, yeah. of these production companies, and that can come from simply answer how you answer a phone if you answer a phone, <laughs> answer an email if you answer an email, and like that's what What about y'all? Y'all's experience with that because that's something we encounter week mm-hmm. after week after week as far as getting quotes, securing the deposit, all these numerous things we do. Yeah.
2: Jared, I'm gonna let you start this one off because you have a good one.
1: <laughs> production manager. I
2: mean, there's a there's a a lot of things with customer
0: service like it, it still sticks with the same theme of having a high standard and when i deal with a company whether it's who's providing pa for the show or or who i'm getting staging from or who i'm getting lighting from it's i've got a standard that it's 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 high there's no other way to say it it's it, there's a high standard and it's because i take my cues from Aaron, my boss, he has high standards for himself. Absolutely. So I have high standards for myself. And because I have high standards for myself, that means I have high standards for the people that supply the gear that I'm getting. And we're lucky enough to with, with Bandit Lighting, to go back with lighting where, you, where you're at. Oh, like, man. There's not another company that... Top that, notch. Top, top notch. I, they're the best. Mm-hmm. They bend over backwards for us. The Ooh. fact
1: that I can make a phone call to talk to anybody in that chain from the VP down is just like that to me, that customer service, that attention to detail makes me feel like we are an important client, knowing knowing for sure they have clients that financially that's are much thing. greater than ours, but that, but yeah. they don't make us feel any lesser. See, that, that's that, huge. That tells huge. me that
0: the attention to detail is a priority for them, not just attention detail for the biggest clients. It's mm-hmm. attention to detail for the smallest clients. Across we the we've got to be one of the smallest clients they have. Sure. In but, but, all but, honesty, but we're at one bus, we're one trailer. Mm-hmm. We can't carry a lot of stuff. But we are not Yet 12 they semis. treat us like we are
2: multiple semis. It, they treat yeah. us the same way. See, and this is an aspect I wanted to hear from you, because see, I know how it is on his end, because I've been there and I've done that. You're in. I haven't been there, and that's really awesome to hear that y'all are with a company like that. That's that's awesome.
1: They take care of us very, very well. Whether it comes to fixture repairs, to suggestions, to new gear, to like um, recommendations. Hey, I see you guys are going to be at this venue because they looked ahead at our tour schedule mm-hmm. and they found some. They article go out of their way. They go out of their way to research, find some article written that Aaron's going to be playing at A, B, C, and D venues. Hey, we know these venues. What do you guys think about doing this, this, and this? That tells me that in their downtime, they're not just waiting for us to call them. In their downtime, they are researching us. And like, and that, to me, just makes us feel so appreciated and so valued that like knowing for sure, as Aaron grows, and fingers crossed he grows to a 6, 12, 18 semi-tour, they bandit could fulfill every piece of that or a company of that caliber could for any other for audio for video for whatever and point being that attention and detail and customer service is unparalleled and something that's very very valuable because as a text like we make that that call like the production manager makes that call who's going to be our vendor for lighting yeah who are we going to go to for audio yeah and and that's where you think back to maybe a dropped email here and there, maybe there was no phone call re- returned after the voicemail was left. Those types of things are always on the I think well the that's forefront what builds of my the mind. loyalty
0: when they Absolutely. When at, our, at the level that we're at that they pay such attention to us you've got my business for life yep i mean, I mean
2: and I, and I've seen it with other companies uh with other bands I've worked for that and uh, this is on a lighting aspect this is this is why I was interested in hearing news uh one of the last bands I was with uh we would have a lights go down and um, I mean their lighting guy used to work with y'all too and um, it was like they would take forever trying to get back to you even trying to get something you would take it to to them hand it to them at their shop and it would be months before you ever got it back and it was it was pain it, was, it, it drove me nuts and and I've seen it with audio companies before uh, all around, all around the U.S. I mean, I've seen it with them where they're the same way. And um, I mean, my biggest aspect with customer service is going into a venue, and what I want out of that venue is, is whoever's doing production, know, please know what the hell, know what you're doing. Yeah. Please, I just experienced that this past weekend where I ended up having to jump in and help an opening band because the person didn't know what they were doing. And it almost took them three hours to do a sound check because they couldn't get a monitor right. And they didn't know how to mix a monitor on the board they're on. It drove me nuts. But I mean, that's, that, that's my biggest thing with customer services is please know what you're doing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. And if you're the spokesperson for that production company, that lighting, that video, that audio company, you have to have the knowledge base to be able to communicate to your client like what you need, what they need to make the show happen. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And there are, there are countless times where that's not the case. And it's not a situation to where I get mad at the person I'm talking to, but it's almost just like a confusing moment of like what happened in the chain of, just in the process of things to make this be my reality now. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, like what, what did they do?
0: There's there's companies like Bandit and other people that you think are are outside the norm. And they are, but why can't we make that the norm? Why can't we raise everybody's standard to that? Yeah. It's not that hard. It really isn't. If you just pay attention, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not that hard.
2: See, and I'm going to turn this here because I'm going to turn this away from a little bit of the bitching of it. And <laughs> there are so many companies and we kind of hit this point with y'all with the lightning and, uh, there's so many companies that know what they're doing and that are so amazing to work with there are yeah. absolutely and it's, and it's not just, about money either it's not no, about money it doesn't take
1: money to it, be respectful yeah, it's a or loyalty
2: factor man does it make your day great when they <laughs> when you have those people there like there's there's production companies when i go into a show and i know they're going to be there and i get excited yeah. and mm-hmm. i'm smiling because i'm like man it's going to be a well, great at, day at, it's going to be a great
0: day and <laughs> i'm glad that you point that out. i don't want this to be a, a a bitch session where no, we just talk no, about all. all this I don't want that to be there's there's plenty of other podcasts out there where if you want to hear something negative out of other people go, go listen, to, listen that. to that that's not yeah. what I'm about I'm not I'm not bringing these things up to be like man can you believe this oh man no I'm 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 here to say let's let's raise that standard let's get away from that yeah let's- no no
2: and, and so I'm glad that yeah. you brought
0: that up specifically. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and and I don't think we're, I mean, yeah, it kind of was a bitching thing, but I don't think we were necessary. I mean, it was a, it was kind of a topic that it happens a lot in a negative way, but it's, but there's so many positive ways to it too. And that's what mm-hmm. I really exactly. wanted to hit on. There's exactly. so many positive facts of customer service and I've worked with so many companies.
0: I want to reward the companies that yes. do do that well. And I've
2: worked with so many of them that like, when you have a problem, it's like, Oh God, we have to get a guy out there now to get them whatever this is. Yeah. We need to get this to them as fast as possible. Man, I love those companies. And, and it's like I was saying, there's 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 companies that I've worked with, um, especially here in Texas. There's a company that really comes to mind. And, man, every time I work with them, it's just like every show. You love it. It's yeah. solid. I've never had a bad show with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. It's been amazing every time I've worked with them.
1: Easy day for you and for them. Yes. Yep. It's
2: like I know I'm going to come in. Uh, they'll, and almost all their guys know me, and uh, they'll email me or text me and be like, Hey, this is what this is the board you're on. This is the PA. Uh, this is the plot. Like, this is everything you have. And it's like, I can walk into that show and almost not even have the band touch the stage and be ready to go.
1: And you know what that does for you, though? And like, now bring it back to the tech side. When you have a company that's set to organize that much communication to let you know what you're walking into. Then you have the texts have so much more bandwidth, yeah then experiment to try these new things because you're not putting yeah. out fires anymore. yeah, you you, oh, yeah. you have all the resources you want to say, you know what? I've always wanted to try this one audio yes. technique. So one lighting technique. Wow, wow, look at this. I am forty five minutes out of schedule. There Let me go. try this
2: out. I have some time yeah. in this
1: arena. Let me flex my muscles and try this out. I you know? love
2: it. Every time I walk in and it's a show that's like that where I know what's going on, I'm like, man, I have some breathing room to well, to 30, around.
0: 30 minutes extra time for us is a lot. Oh, yeah. See, 10 we minutes get, for me is a lot. Well, so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But any, any mm-hmm. extra time, any extra time that we have is a lot. And we start mm-hmm. – if, if you're the mindset of like always improving, always kind of looking forward, that extra time – if you train yourself to be in that mindset of just what's next, what's next what's what can be better when you get that extra ten minutes, you'd be surprised what you can come up with, oh yeah,
2: yeah, I you mean, can,
1: I mean th- think about that, oh yeah, say you have that ten minute moment once a week, twice a week at the end of the month, you have you know forty five minutes, maybe an hour of stuff that you've done, but that's an hour of you being in an arena or like a small club with yeah. like a fun lighting rig or a nice PA yeah. system to just and no one's telling you to stop talking or, or to stop stop playing music to stop programming lights to stop trying video techniques like it's a playground for you a laboratory at that point yeah and that to me is just like such a special thing which is why we like gravitate towards these production
0: companies yeah that well, right you don't get that time if, if you're worried about safety if you're worried about did this company bring what I asked them to bring yeah. the customer service if you don't have to worry about all that. It opens up, like you said, your bandwidth for creativity, mm-hmm. which is which huge is why most trust. of us.
1: I want to ask you. This kind of ties back to your like your intro. Okay. I you said you were sixteen. You got kind of thrown into this, but like, what is the thing that brings you back to this job? Sure, you could do other things. I'm sure, but like, what is the one thing that will keep sucking you back in?
2: Um, probably the challenge of it. Honestly, is I like challenging myself. Um, I mean, I grew up in a very I'm a very competitive person, sports and everything, so any kind of challenge. You're about it. It, it just, yeah, I love it. And I think the fact that learning it young, um, I learned it so quickly and clicked with it and just wanted to keep going with it, I think that's what drove me to do what I'm doing now. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still like going around and playing music whenever I can, but it's... It the, to me that's a fun that's that that's a hobby. Was
0: well, there anything specific so. to the music side of it that I mean? Because you could be working a bank job and kind of no, I could challenge yourself. No, nope. <laughs> but but so well. There's, then there's something about the music industry and the mm-hmm. entertainment industry that kind of pulls you in. What is there something? Is there a certain? I mean, for me, it's you know I mix monitors. I have mixed monitors for Aaron for almost eight years now. But when I was mixing front of house before that, there's something about when when the band starts playing that first five minutes, and there's this there's this adrenaline rush, yeah, that you don't uh, get in any other industry. See, is there something about that in this job yeah, that you feel that that and, you wouldn't get somewhere else?
2: And this is gonna tie back to the intro of me talking about myself, and uh, when I left uh, the last band I was with. Um, I took an offer that fell through and I was left for a couple of months without a job, almost two to three months without a job. And uh, I really thought about, all right, I'm done. I'm done with that industry. I can't, I I just can't do it anymore. Blah, 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 all this. And I mean, I've worked with bands that it's just been like, man, why am I killing myself for this? And, there's something with Cameron that I love being with him, and uh, it's, they're gonna love hearing this. <laughs> I'm not trying, I'm, I'm not trying to like toot their horn, but brownie I am. Brownie points. Yeah, exactly. Trying, <laughs> trying to get brownie points with them. But uh, there's something about them that it's it, it, it's a family, and uh, there's such a, a so with a lot of these bands, like it, it, after night after night, it kind of just it gets boring to watch and but with Cameron they're they're so loud and so live and they're they're fun to watch and with their their tiny little light show they've got everything about <laughs> it it's just it's it's so much fun and the music is so it's just it's like you said those first 5 minutes when that intro for Cameron hits on a live show and they go straight into that first song it's like because it, that intro intro's so loud and then it just goes straight into this one rhythm guitar playing a part and it has this huge, just big, this huge drum sound and this drum fill. And that right there just makes me go, this is awesome. And seeing the, I, I seeing totally the agree. crowd reaction to that. There's
0: something about yeah. our industry that's that's totally different than any other job. I mean, mo- I think most of the people that are listening to this right now are already in this industry. Mm-hmm. But people that aren't in this, in this scene, like, when you go to see your favorite band and that feeling that you get... When when the band comes on, like it's awesome. That's why you go to the show. We get to do that every day.
2: Yeah, and and you know, and that's another thing is you've you've got to love who you work with and who you are with, I and agree. that's a huge part of it. Like I wanted to quit. I I was done when this year started, and I was just in such a downtime, and that that other that other band fell through, and uh, it wasn't a country band, but uh, it when that fell through, I was just I was so defeated, and I was done, and. I uh, think that day, like, I went and I went and hung out with Cameron and them. I went to a show in Terrell and hung out with them. And he told me, he was like, man, I'm gonna, I, I really want to bring you back on. Give me a few months. And it wasn't even two weeks. He gave me a call, and he was like, hey, we want to bring you back on. And I was just, I don't know, something in my head hit, and I was just like, I'm in. And I was so happy I did it because there's something about watching their show and having their crowds from huge to small to whatever it is, wherever you are, the enjoyment of being out front. And like I told y'all, I was, I've been, I've been a monitor tech for most of my life and uh, to be out front and see the enjoyment of the crowd and how the crowd reacts to that show is amazing. And I think that's what makes my job so special. And I think that's why I love my job so much. I mean, we've done shows. This summer, we did a show with a huge Nashville artist, and they hit that stage for 45 minutes, and I watched how that crowd turned. And then as soon as he was done, they went to that merch But and I was just like, that was awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any other jobs around, really, that get that kind of rush or that feeling of, I don't know what it is, like,
1: It's electric,
0: yeah. It's electric. That's why we do what we do. It's the same reason why that singer gets up there and does what he does. Yeah. It's that feeling of like there's a 1,000 or 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 people there that are in sync with me. And us as techs, we didn't write these songs. We didn't do these things. But there's still something like I was a part of this – Person out there in a sea of ten thousand people, why they're feeling so energized, yeah, and we feel that same way, yeah and, and I, I don't think there's a lot of other jobs that really get that kind of feeling that rush from
2: yeah, and I think that's another thing with uh with being around the right group of people and and y'all are y'all are around a great group of people, I love y'all's whole camp and uh I think that's one of the reasons why I'm such a fan of being around Cameron is just, it, they're, they're so much fun and energetic to be around. And, uh, it, it and for me, it was, it was a big change because I, I needed to get away from monitor world. I needed to, I needed that, I needed that time out front. And, uh, it's really taught, I mean, being back with Cameron this year, it's it's really taught me a lot and and shown me a lot. And, it's it's been one hell of a ride so far this year and well, we, I cannot wait to see what happens. You next. know, as
0: much as I talk about how this is kind of electric for us, there's it's still a job. There still are days when we don't want to be here. Oh yeah. There's stuff that happens that we're just like, are, is this really going on right now? Like Oh yeah. Oh man, I don't I'd rather be home. I'd rather be doing this or that or whatever. It's still a job at the end of the day. And I think it's important we focus on a bigger picture. And keep that positivity
2: Yeah, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of shows where I do that and I'm like, Man, why am I here? Why am I doing and I mean and and this has been throughout my whole career is like I really don't wanna wake up and go do this today. Right. But then after it's over with, it's it's, once it's over with, I'm like, that was awesome. You
0: feel good about it.
2: This was this was a great night.
0: Exactly. It, it, going back to how we say the, the, the shows that were a challenge are the most fun. Mm-hmm. I take it back to when, when Aaron took us over to Spain or uh, Norway and Spain uh-huh. and stuff. Man, between Norway and Spain, I didn't sleep. I don't know about you. I, I was awake for 44 hours. We were awake straight. for a long time. It was miserable. And we got to that show and it was miserable. It was raining. Mm. It was miserable. And so vivid Aaron's memories. guitar stopped working and it was all kinds of stuff that just that went wrong but at the end of that show even not even the end of the show during the show i was like man this is there's something going on about this that oh makes me feel good and it's that feeling that it's just like every it replaced it, it worth unparallel. it unparalleled that's like why
1: we feel so driven to keep doing it this. made
0: the 10 hour flight over there worth it <laughs> it made the no sleep right? worth it just this 90 minutes of like making other people feel good, yeah. that's what made it worth it. That yeah. was a blast.
2: And and there's been other shows too about this job that have really, really shown me how much I love it. And it's uh, when you get with a new band, like it's your first show. I remember the the band I was with before Cameron. The first thing, I remember them calling me and asking me if I want the job. And I was like, yeah. And they go, do you want front of house? I was like, yeah. I remember our first show, we went up to Portland and I was like, Oh god. I'm in I'm in way different territory <laughs> than I've been in a long time. And um uh, I mean they're a pretty high profile band in Texas and it was like, man. And in those first like three shows, it was like that was awesome. That was awesome. Should have never left, but <laughs> I'm in good hands now. There so, you go. Yeah. So yeah.
1: so with that. There's a segment that I think we want to introduce, <laughs> called uh, "Tips from the Pros." Tips from the Pros. Tips be a hashtag. hashtag Tips from the Pros. Uh, and so, with uh, David being our guest this I, evening,
2: I guess I'll start it off. Yeah.
1: But what is your tip? Um,
2: seeing as everything we talked about, like with customer service and stuff today, um, my tip is know your job, uh, especially if you're a house technic- like if you're a house tech, whether it be lighting whether it be audio, when a band comes in, know your job. Don't get frustrated. They're going to come in. You know what questions they're going to ask. Just just, just know your job. Get it done. It'll make your day easy. and It'll make their day easy, and everybody will be happy. Everybody wins, yeah. right? Yeah, so my pro tip of the day is please just know your job. Know your job. There it is. House yeah. guys,
1: know what you're doing to make everybody's day smoother. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel pretty good about this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. We got some. We got some thanks that we can do.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to thank Lewitt microphones. Mm-hmm. We we are all on Lewitt microphones right now. Yeah, and, they, and they've been really good to us. They sound good.
2: They're amazing.
0: They are. So, if you're looking for microphones out there, hit me up. I can get you in touch with the people that you need to get in touch with. But give Lewitt mics a chance. They are. Awesome. And, 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 and Aaron sings after on Llewitt every night, right? Aaron sings on Llewitt every night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we-
2: that sounds amazing. I'm going to hit you up after this show. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so and, that,
0: that's who I want to thank.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And then uh, I, I want to
1: give a shout, I think we all do, to uh, Nate Kuhn yeah jason lerma john oh, Dan mcbride all the guys of the aaron watson band for just putting together this awesome theme absolutely that well, you i don't heard know at the about, beginning of this i don't know about that lerma guy but yeah i don't know <laughs> lerma, we'll, well, <laughs> we'll know. see he's questionable he, he, he's a strange one but uh, i love that, all of them oh yeah. great great guys to be around definitely makes that kind of brotherhood feel that we think we're all talking about and we all feel from this job uh, yeah. and that yeah. they made that awesome theme that you guys are hearing at the beginning of this and uh just a fun, fun tune to put to this awesome podcast. But yeah. but David, man, thank you for like uh you know, being our like
0: little guest, well, but
1: also being the producer yeah, I have yeah, now dubbed are, David
0: the producer of this yes, podcast. Yeah. He's the one uh, that's gonna keep us on track about stuff.
2: I'm gonna. I want to say cheers to you guys. <laughs> there we go. Here's to here's to the first of many. All right, go. absolutely, it's, uh, absolutely. This is gonna be
0: a fun ride.
2: Absolutely, man. Sounds good. Can I can I shout out? No, I'm not shouting out this whiskey, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
0: can, you could shout out whiskey if you want.
2: Man, this Jack Daniel's single barrel is delicious. Yes, <laughs> send me more.
0: If you wanna endorse us, Jack Daniels. If Jack Daniels is listening to the podcast, then hey, I've got some shout outs to say too. <laughs> We've made it damn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but we're just we're having fun. We wanna push everybody in this scene in production to just like just just do it. Absolutely.
1: Just, that, like that be be that new standard that you've always wanted to see. Like it starts with you. It's a wild, wild west. Like you can redefine that standard. Yeah and like and we're on social media we're on Instagram we're on Facebook find us on there and if you want us to talk about a certain topic like hit us up yeah a comment absolutely. a message uh, whatever you need like, we're happy to take Instagram
2: Texas Production Podcast I think uh-huh. yeah and if you um, want to if you want to hit me up personally Instagram and uh, Twitter or G 817 D-A-V-E-Y 817 there we go so hit me up uh, I mean, yeah
0: same for me just yeah. any anything you want to know production wise anything i can help out with yeah hit me up let's make it happen guys Alrighty. righty well until next time keep on doing what you're doing
1: absolutely